Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's Frizi Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. Hey everyone, it's Kelsey. And Jeff, and we are here to tell you a bit about our partner Anchor. We know that you're a fan of this podcast and maybe you thought, hey, I want to make a podcast too. Well, we have great news for you guys. We want to tell you all about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast for a few reasons, but to start out, it's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Plus, you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Do it, you guys, and enjoy the show. I'm on a journey to get better, and I want to do it with you. And I'm not just focusing on physical health. I'm focusing on everything, emotional wellness, spirituality, finances, relationships, and so much more. Every week, it will be my personal goal to bring us, the world's leading healers, experts, and game changers, to share groundbreaking secrets and tips to getting better in all areas of life. Getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when we can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Manu. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Better Together. When you know better, you get better. That's what we do here every single day. It is Monday, February 8th, 2021. Our quote of the day, if you're willing to be a student of life, the possibilities are endless. And that is from our guest today, Priyanka Chopra, uh, coming to you live from, well, Actually, not live. Not going to lie to you guys. Coming to you from our East Coast <laughs> studio. Uh, we are not live. This was uh, taped ahead of time so that we would have uh, Priyanka on the show. She wrote a really cool book called Unfinished. She has a new movie called The White Tiger. Uh, this book is filled with uh, so many gems of um, advice, whether it's, you know, your differences being your strengths and and uh and so much more um it's a really really great book for uh i feel like any young woman to read to help you along in your journey um i think it's you know seeing her her journey through life and how much different it is than kind of the norm you know she's traveling all the time mm-hmm. and moving to different places and yeah. different family members are taking care of you and different traumatic moments and how she kind of uh dealt with them 
Um, there's so much in here for you to to enjoy and learn. And um, obviously, she's um, a very successful um, woman in the entertainment business. But um, I feel like she has so much more to share than just her talents on screen. And so uh, we're really excited to bring her to you guys today. Of course, it is Monday. You're watching this on a Monday. So it's Good News Movement Monday. Good News Monday. Woo! Jeff's final wow. Uh, final wow. Okay, Jeff. What's our Good News Movement Monday story? You know, Kels actually took the lead on this one. So, Kels, I'll let you uh, give us a little intro. All right, you Kels. guys. Big shoes, Kels. Big shoes. Uh, I got to stretch. This is the cutest video ever, Maria. It's about, <laughs> I saw, I mean, you're such the animal lover. Oh, uh, yeah. So, I saw it and I was like, listen, this has to be our Good News Monday. It's about alpacas, alpacas. visiting a nursing home in Canada to cheer up the residents who are all inside because of COVID. Stop it. It is so cute. Okay, you guys, are you ready for this? I'm ready. It's just such a Maria story. Oh my God, stop it right now. Oh, they're just going up to the windows. But look look at all the ladies. Oh, I love them. I wish they could go in and pat them. I know. But it's almost like they're at the zoo and they're getting to see them, right? Because when you're at the zoo, you get to see through the glass. (laughs) I'm so happy. My favorite things, old people and animals. I know. Is there alpaca yoga? I would totally do that. No, goat, Jeff. (laughs) Let's make it happen. So So I know know about goat yoga. I was really excited about that. I love it. Well, P.S., maybe you could be pulling up a clip or two from my Insta stories. Okay. Because um, (laughs) technically today is... Friday, just letting you guys know. I know um, Jeff and Kelsey are going to kill me for being honest with you guys, but it's Friday. <laughs> no, and we love it. I pulled off an opossum rescue in the garage. So um, we, I, I came into the, the kitchen today and Kevin said something about an opossum. I go, opossum? Where? Where? Where is there an opossum? And he's like, no, I'm kidding. And I'm like, nope. I think it's, I think it's the garage because my dad accused me of breaking through the trash bags or something he's like are you breaking the trash bags in the garage i'm like dad why would i do that and so i quickly um realized that we might have an opossum in the garage and then my dad showed me this picture of the opossum in like the corner of the garage and he looks so cute you guys he had this pink nose he looked like a little piglet so stinking cute and uh and so i started to hatch a plan that i was going to rescue him this is after i saw videos of my dad trying to like move him with this like um light bulb changing pole not trying to move him he was smacking him no he didn't hit him did he like in front of him he was he was a little scary you gotta like squish him out like he was trying to be nice but like still get him out but it was still really sad yeah so um i saw that video and then uh I, i i grabbed my husband and i said husband you need to help me he didn't believe in me. And if you listen to the videos, by the way, I'm like, no, we can do this. And you're like, no, we can't. I'm like, yes, we can. No, we can't. Yes, we can. No, we can't. It was really funny, honey. I just wanted to go to Home Depot or Lowe's. They have safe traps. You put some food in. The animal goes in there. The door falls. Then you safely release them onto the property. I was happy to go buy one because I know this <laughs> will not be the last time we have to deal with this. This is true. That's all. Well, so Costa came downstairs this up. morning and he was like, hey, come here. Come here. <laughs> This is what happens when you leave the garage open. And I was like, I don't leave the garage open. That's my fault. Because we don't, because, well, we only got one clicker. See, when you do a garage, Maria, you you get multiple. I didn't do a garage. I just fixed the garage I broke. Yeah. But you had the people come out. You knew we only had one clicker. No, I didn't know we only had one clicker. Did you know we had any clickers? No, accelerates. There you go. Well, that's she actually, and I'm just, I just have to say, she did fix the thing in the van to make the clicker work. So wait, so the clicker works in the van? Yeah. So the second clicker should be in the Prius. Yeah. Okay, so why isn't it? Because you didn't ask us. You didn't ask us. We're in our like. Just clown. <laughs> okay, so do you have any video of Mr. Opossum or any picture? Yep. I was just showing it. I'll pull it back up. Pull it back um, up. This possum is so cute. I know. So this is when we released him. He kind of like wedged himself into this umbrella. And so I was like, oh, this is our opportunity. So we kind of <laughs> pulled him out with the umbrella. 
And look at my little friend. I loved him. Poor sweet angel. He's so cute. I gotta say, the one thing, I don't love the tail. I know. I'm not a fan of the tails either. But you know what? Well, because it looks kind of like a cute dog until you see the tail. So he was like slowly like (laughs) walking. And then all of a sudden he started running a little bit more. And Kevin's like, go, go do you, buddy. (laughs) And then he called him a freeloader. (laughs) When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. (laughs) And that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but It's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're going to love it. (laughs) Yeah, because, he, you know, I was into him at first when he was appreciative. Then he was like, "Ah." yeah. Suckers. Gave me the finger as he left. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. No, we did not. (laughs) Yeah, he did. Oh, he was so cute. I was so happy. So I got the broom. We put the little thing in the corner and then I got the broom and I was like gently like, come on, little guy. Mama loves you. Mama loves you. That's Maria's classic animal line. And then I was like, it works. Just gently pushing him. And then all of a sudden I saw like a a bulge at the top of the umbrella. And I'm like, oh, he's in the umbrella. He Mm. climbed up it. So then we kind of like put it down, put the barrel over and kind of dragged it out. Sweet and uh, yeah, we saved the opossums. So out from alpacas to opossums to the animal adventures in Connecticut continue. They continue, guys. This is what we do. Um, and listen, if you speak to an animal with love, they hear you. He popped his little head out. You'll see in the videos. He was like, who's this? She's nice. She's not going to hurt me. She cool. Is that Maria Menounos? Do you think he knew who I was? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really? Definitely. Wow. Yeah. Oh my All gosh. the animals. Do you know. think he watched me in WWE, or do you think he knows me from like I think like, he's a hosting? big fan of Eurovision. Oh, might yeah, have been Eurovision. So he, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, well, anyhow, I'm grateful that Little Opossum Man is better. I also will share um, another really cool thing that happened. Um, we had an amazing super healing mm-hmm. Justice League super healing event uh, last night here at the house. So. I gathered three of like the greatest healers I know who've all worked on my mom, uh, John Amaral, Patty Penn, Gabby. I got to look up how to say her name properly. It's like, uh, something. Yeah. Gabby is um, Italian. Mm. And so it's like Piccarilli. Um, anyway, um, we we did a super heal session on Zoom with my mom. And my dad and Kelsey was doing it and our caregiver was doing it and my aunt jumped on and we all were working on my mom. And it was so wild, Jeff, because when we were done, Kevin started to notice things, I think, before me. Because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, we probably won't see the effects now. She's probably going to be too tired. That woman changed like that. Yeah. And she was chatty and she was smiling and and like happy and laughing and wanted pizza so kevin ran out to get pizza at walmart mm-hmm. got some DiGiorno's that i then gave to the opossum this morning the, the leftovers um <laughs> but it was uh, a pretty miraculous turnaround so yeah and then we also get, did some healing um afterwards um i did some healing for one of our better together listeners who's mm. um uncle ben uncle benny who loves Elvis, I remember, um, was on life support. And so we did like a a healing prayer session for him. Um, But, and my mom joined in because she was feeling good. And so today, my mom's like a totally different person, you guys. She's speaking in full sentences. She's so alive and happy. She's recalling things. Like the physical therapist came and said, oh, you might want to get a ball. And my mom goes, we have one somewhere here. And I was like, wait, who, what, what, mom, huh? Wow. So, 
the power of energy and the power that we have continues i filmed it all it was so special too because she kept saying how great she felt afterwards yeah she said i feel relieved mm. i said mom wow. how do you feel she goes i feel relieved yeah i was like you know oh. what to be that specific means she's not just saying it yeah. she said i yeah. feel good that's what i said yeah yeah but like for her to say i feel relieved is like whoa that is right. evidence that something's yeah. going mm-hmm. on yeah and then her left side that's like paralyzed she was moving her fingers she moved her foot a little like yeah i was like okay wow. all right we're doing this mm-hmm. we're doing this we're mm-hmm. manifesting our miracle can i ask maria had gabby patty and john worked together like Never. how did that go down no so and cool. kevin was dying he's like look at this no egos everyone just all there for helping my mom I just I asked them I said listen I really feel like if I'm able to get her to release her bladder with my like rookie energy work right why can't we melt her tumor why can't we all why can't I put the justice league of healers together and melt her tumor and heal her and so they all were on board they were all and John's in the middle of moving literally just started moving Mm. yesterday and so God bless him for always just being there. And um, and it was just incredible. One thing it I was... love that you do, Maria, is you're like a curator of people. Like mm-hmm. I've seen it a lot in my working with you. You'll hook people up. And like, it's one thing I want to see you all do on the show is do some round tables or some workshops with mm-hmm. more than one person because yeah. it is kind of a hallmark of like, I think your career is like you curate people and just kind of create these little leagues of amazing friendships and connections. So I love that about you. It's something I like want to take with me. Mm. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah, I, um, that was one of the things I learned from Wilmer Valderrama when I told him about my tumor. He he was like, you're like Mama Bear. You take care of everybody. You take care of all of us. I'm like, what? And he goes, you're like the connector. You connect everyone. And I'm like, I am? I don't know. You definitely, you definitely are. <laughs> but... Um, but it was really amazing. And so I'm excited to finish up today and get upstairs and see her and enjoy her because she was laughing. Um, I was like, mom, do you believe you're a miracle? I am a miracle, Maria. I'm like, okay, good. Mm. I said, that's wow. what's happening. I'm yeah. like, it's happening. So, um, I, I expect to continue to give good news. Oh, and Gabby pu- pulled an Oracle card and she was talking about, um, oh, this was so good. I got to look up the the exact. Your unwavering efforts will be celeb- uh, will be rewarded, and your cel- and and to prepare to celebrate. Like that was the card that wow. she pulled after she was praying after the session. I was like, yes. So my Amazing. mom's super excited. In the meantime, guys, it is time for our Dunkin' break. Wow, wow, wow. Yes. Uh, we're pairing a pink velvet macchiato <laughs> with Cupid's, dancing? Cupid's Choice Donut uh, for today's uh, Dunkin' break. We're getting in the mood for Valentine's Day with this limited edition pink velvet macchiato um, and the Cupid's Choice Donut. Chef, do you have the Cupid's Choice Donut? You do. I don't have the Cupid's Choice Donut. Oh. oh it's like it's like in elementary school or at the games. Look under your chair. Look yeah. under your table. Oh, wow. Look at how pretty. Look at how pretty she is. I know. She's cute. Boop, boop. Boop, boop. <laughs> boop, boop. And I don't know if you guys can see, but she's her drink is. chocolate filled. Oh, yeah. Her drink is pink. Yeah, she pink. She pink. Uh, would you pass this over to my husband uh, for yes. the taste test? Yes, please? I will. Okay. As you all know, I'm really watching my A1C levels right now. Good. Mm. I love the Valentine's Day mm. theming. It's Drink so, is good. It's, it makes me excited for the heart chakra opening. Guys, this is so yummy. Look at Kev. Get in it. Get in yeah, there, Yeah, get Kev. in there, boo. Mm, outstanding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well... I mean, here's the thing. It's uh, a bold iced macchiato with a rich, creamy red velvet cake flavor. I have to say it is not overwhelming. I still get that coffee taste at the end, which I really love. Mm. Um, I love that it's pink for Valentine's Day. I think, you know, right now we have so little to enjoy in life. Yeah. That being able to go to Dunkin' through the drive-thru and be safe and to get one of these and make you smile. Yes. Awesome. I am all over that. it taste like? strawberry e? No, not at all. Oh, Mm-mm. so beautiful. It just tastes like it does have a bold coffee taste, 
with a creamy kind of velvety texture. I love that. So, and, and it's got a just enough sweetness so that boldness doesn't overpower and the sweetness doesn't it's overpower. so cute. Mm. Love a cute drink, everyone. She delicious. So think pink <laughs> for Valentine's Day. Try the pink velvet macchiato and the Cupid's Choice Donut. Get some delivered to your sweetheart. Order ahead on the app. America runs on Duncan. Better together runs on Duncan. And together we're all better together. So let's move on to our interview with Priyanka Chopra Jonas. Uh, Priyanka Chopra Jonas is an Indian singer, actress, producer, author, and philanthropist celebrated as a truly global superstar in a rapidly shifting industry where internationally recognized movie stars are fewer and fewer. Priyanka's reputation only continues to skyrocket, cementing her as a bonafide 21st century icon. Priyanka has over 60 million followers on Instagram, making her one of the top 50 most followed faces on the platform. Put simply, her influence can't be overstated. Priyanka has made the very rare pivot from Bollywood superstar to Hollywood staple, breaking barriers in TV and film. She's celebrated for her versatility, fronting Hindu language action thrillers, romantic comedies, and even superhero films. Here in the States, she's crafted an enviable Hollywood career, becoming the first South Asian to lead an American network drama series in her starring role on ABC's Quantico. She's shifting again by executive producing and starring in Netflix's gritty social thriller, The White Tiger, which is already racking up award nominations for its stark portrayal of class conflict in her home country. Outside of her career, Priyanka is a passionate activist, acting as a global ambassador for UNICEF since 2016, and she passionately advocates for women and girls everywhere. Her new memoir, Unfinished, right here, will be break boundaries to discover uh your best self and i couldn't be more excited to chat with you i loved your book unfinished by the way oh my gosh thank you for giving it a chance oh my god i have notes everywhere i have marked pages everywhere um i really loved your story and even though i just gave you this whole big intro what i what i didn't read the back until after i got to it in the book because <laughs> i just went right into the book But this is such a great quote. (laughs) When I saw how people were looking at me on my first day back at school in Bareilly, I hope I say that right, Bareilly? Bareilly. Bareilly. As if I were a fantastical, brightly colored unicorn, I realized that I wanted to see myself that way too. I wanted to feel interesting and unusual and amazing, to feel that I was deserving of people's gaze. I wanted to leave behind my fear of being different, the quality that seemed to cause trouble for me in America. From now on, if I was going to be an anomaly, I was going to be the shiniest damn anomaly around. I had no idea if I could pull that sort of attitude off or not, but I was sure as hell going to try. You are a fascinating human. <laughs> you really are. I, I really, I feel like there were so many things in here that... Um, I grew to admire you for and and that is such a big one right like I feel like I was always trying to avert people's gaze because it made me so uncomfortable um and it brought me a lot of trouble too all right friends let's talk about something we all do snack trust me I've definitely overindulged in the past but as you know I am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. And yours was in a different way, right? Because you were different and and you made it your strength. And there were so many times that I mean, your parents had such great advice um, and your difference was your strength. And when you figure that out, I feel like it's such a great message. Like there's so many great messages for our audience. You know, this show, we're trying to get better in all areas of life every single day because when you know better, you get better. And when you know better, you can do better. And I feel like 
there were so many things that you um that you shared in this that can help people through tough times that can help them look at things differently your perspective was really unique and your life was so unique I mean but you used it to your advantage and I think that's just so cool but you also weren't afraid to show the tough times and so I loved it oh thank you so much Maria that means so much to me you know it's the, as a first-time author I was terrified first of all um to, you know, get into another creative medium. Of course, I've been in the creative profession for like two decades almost, but writing a book is <laughs> not the easiest thing to do. Um, and then to make it interesting to myself as just the author, you know. Um, I also, I think, reached a point in my life where even though I'd been a public person for, you know, a long time and sort of lived knowing that, you know, most of my life was consumed in dinner table conversation or a fashion meme or, um, you know, headline in a gossip rag. But like, I think I was in a more secure place in my life as a woman, as a person in my confidence, in my abilities, um, as a professional as well, that it gave me the ability to get vulnerable and not to be scared by the things that I may have been scared of, which is why I probably never discussed a lot of what I've discussed in the book before in my life or addressed it. But I think I was ready and, and it was just the right time for me to be open and not be afraid anymore. Yeah, I mean, you definitely, you definitely did that. I, um, I connected with you in so many ways. Um, and, and, you know, your, your love of your parents um, you know, very much stands out and, and, and I share that with you. Um, I feel like your parents were so, I mean, your, your upbringing in India is so unique and different than what we're used to here, right? Like I've always heard that, you know, in other countries, like families all help. <laughs> and when they're raising kids, it's not just left on like the one mom at home to do everything. And you got a taste of that through your book where, you know, different relatives would step up at different times and take care of you guys. And, um, you know, you you moved around a lot. I mean, that's definitely very intrinsic to not just India, but a lot of other countries, um, you know, Italians, Greek, uh, you know, the, the larger family network mm -hmm. is a really big deal. Uh, yeah. And, you know, your aunt will come and step up and say, all right, come here and kids are going to stay with me while somebody else is figuring something else out. But you're never alone. You have, sometimes that's a lot too, by the way, mm -hmm. <laughs> don't get me wrong when you have, you know, your birthday Zoom calls and it's 50 people speaking over each other. That's hard to navigate. <laughs> as well but there's something so powerful in having you know family support and um at least for me i i had the ability to chase so many of my crazy dreams because i had that support yeah yeah i i mean i'm first gen greek my parents were immigrants from greece and so i get it like we didn't have friends we weren't allowed to have friends by the way we were just <laughs> our family were our friends we could only hang out with our family and luckily, we had lots of that to go around. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, you know, one of the things that stuck out to me was when um, your parents decided you needed to go to boarding school. And I can't remember right now what age that was. I've been reading this. For I was in third grade. So like seven, maybe seven. Yeah, I've been reading this over the last week. And so um, uh, a lot's happening where I can't remember certain dates and stuff, but um, the trauma of them leaving you, your mom leaving you is so detailed in this book. Um, and you can feel it. Like I could feel it when I was reading it. It like hurt me. Um, that's something that those are the formative years, right? Of one's life. How did you get past that? How did you get over that? Did you ever begrudge her for leaving you? I think I did. Um, not that I realized it because, you know, my mom is also a very smart woman and she gets ahead of a problem. And she knew um, what I felt when she had to take that tough decision of me 
being put in boarding school, um, which was actually a common thing um, in the military at that time because people moved around every two years. So a lot of kids were sent to boarding school so that they can have consistency in their education and and stuff like that. But I, it, it was such a sudden thing for me at that point. But I definitely think I held it against her for a while. But because she's so clever, what she did, hmm. which helped me forget it very easily, was as soon as I came back home after three years of spending time in boarding school, I was so loved and so cherished and made to feel so important <laughs> that I never believed that my mom would abandon me. Like I just didn't anymore, you know? It, 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 it taught me a sense of independence. Um, I used to feel like the cool kid when I came back from boarding school and everybody else was still being dropped to school by their parents or like needing permission from their parents. And I was like, oh, I, I lived alone at seven, you know? I kind of had such a sense of, I was a grown up um, that bo both my parents and I sort of started leaning towards what I had gained instead of what I had lost mm. at that point. And we kind of rebuilt a trust within each other because of that because of being able to address it. Yeah, I just, and again, I just think that's so fascinating because, you know, there's so many people with abandonment issues and traumas like that, that, you know, I wondered how hard it was to kind of get past that, but also your life moves so fast and shit was just constantly changing. I don't think you constantly. even had time to really sit with things um, because then you were off to another school or another country. You're in Boston. You were in my home state of Massachusetts and, you know, and, and going to school in Newton. And there were the pros and cons of that. Like, you know, now school isn't as tough, but it was tough with the pressures of the kids and, and all High school's of that. tough. Yeah. I couldn't wait to get and the fuck out. <laughs> me too. <laughs> High school in general is tough. I mean, coming to age is tough and teenage years are tough. And then you add into the mix, like people being mean to you and all that, all that stuff that makes for great TV, but not for great real life. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But um, all of it made you so strong. Not at the time. I think a collective sum of, the good and the bad eventually led me to being strong. But I think um, the one consistent thing that I've sort of had, which I feel will be very useful to most people, is just trying to keep your head above water. You know, you don't have to know everything. You don't have to have the answers. You don't have to have changed the world. You don't have to have conquered it. But if you can keep your head above the water and keep paddling and just keep moving, mm -hmm. you know, movement is evolution. Evolution is growth and growth is change and change is constant. So if we're going to be thinking about and dealing with constant change that life throws at us, you have to be prepared for it and be fluid and just keep moving, you know, instead of getting stuck by fear or insecurities, that's also very seductive. You know, that trauma of feeling stuck is, is easy. It's harder to pull yourself out, but it's so much more rewarding because it's eventual, right? Mm -hmm. Like life is going to throw different stuff at you and you can't hold on to one feeling. So I just keep moving, whether it's my emotions or whether it's my job or whether it's the homes I live in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But now you're, now you're staying, you're staying in your home. I already know that. But what, well, um... I don't know. I moved into the house last year and I've been away since October. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I moved to London for a year. <laughs> we'll see then. We'll see. Um, what about my house is my state of mind actually my home really is a yeah. state of mind um i can be anywhere in the world and both me and my husband we're not like materialistic like we don't have attachments like that we could pick up in suitcases and go off somewhere else and just you know it's like we're both very fluid but we love i mean this house is magical and it's everything that my dreams are made of so i'm hopeful that this will be I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's Frizi Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. 
I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz-free, up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way. T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code HEELSQUAD for 15% off any product. That's the way. T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com. Promo code HEELSQUAD. Trust me, you won't regret it. Boots for a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I uh, I get that. I feel the same way. You know, your, um, your kind of journey into the entertainment business was interesting because you were going into aeronautical engineering, right? That was going to be your thing. And then you know, this headshot situation comes up, you're going to get your passport photo. And he's like, can I do some headshots? And then lo and behold, your mom sends in your headshots to a pageant and all of this path just kind of reveals itself to you. Um, Having done pageants, I also loved hearing your perspective on them and how much it helps you because there are so many positives that come from it. Um, if your head is kind of screwed on straight too, you know, you gotta, you gotta have your head in the right place. But, um, but I loved, um, I loved reading your journey through the pageant because it just seems so intense. Like for me, I entered, I won, I went to the Miss Teen USA and I was like, they're going to love me for me. And I'm sitting in the like concierge suites, just eating all the shit. <laughs> you know, they have those like suites where you can get whatever you want, the candy, the chips, and I'm eating all of it. And I'm getting bigger and bigger before the show starts. Yeah, my swimsuit numbers definitely did not assist me in, <laughs> um, in placing anywhere well. But um, in India, they take it so seriously. Like I didn't realize that you guys had to go to training for a month and and doing all of that, that's intense. Yeah, um, and it, it's seen as um, an event. It's not seen as a one-day competition where girls just sort of arrive and, you know, you win. It's seen as something to work towards because there's a lot of credence given to a cohesive personality, how you speak, what you look like. You become a public person. You're not just a pretty girl. You become mm-hmm. like... And that is why it's given so much importance. It's treated like an event. It lasts for um, Miss World too, actually. The Miss World pageant, which is not Indian, it's British. Um, That as well was almost 20 days that we spent in London as the girls together. It's a full organization, probably like Miss Universe as well. I remember um, my... um, my friend Lara, who won Miss Universe that year, she spent about 15 days there as well. You have to spend time. You have different yeah. events that you're taken to. People take pictures. You're introduced to media from around the world. You know, you talk to them. They figure out like they, there's like who's the best one, and it's it's such a it's such a giant thing that I didn't start with. You know, a pageant dream. I was just thrown into this organization which was aired around the world and millions of people watched it that was the first pageant it was insane yeah well and and they groom you right from head to toe in every which way well at that time yes it was because it's actually uh, the, the franchise was owned by an organization that provides to the girls whatever they might need in their arsenal to feel confident for the pageant right so you meet designers, you'll meet makeup artists who teach you how to do your makeup. You do, you know, we met wellness coaches that told us about, you know, handling pressure. We met diction coaches that told us about how to not do ums and uhs when we're speaking and try to buy time and just actually have clarity of thought. Um, we worked out, you know, it was just yoga. There was so many things that were given to you so you could feel confident when you represent the country at an international stage that I have to say, I learned so much from my experience at the pageants. It, it equipped me to be able to walk into any room and be able to hold my own. Yeah, I agree completely. I mean, you know, you have to learn how to present yourself. You know, there's so many things that are really great, quick kind of lessons on how to, how to handle yourself when you're going to be in the spotlight. And for you, 
it was unexpected and you just kept winning and winning and winning and winning. And then my favorite is, guys, my favorite. So she wins Miss World and her family is flying out. She was supposed to fly out the next day too, out of the country. I think they were going to Boston, right? Yeah. (laughs) And the pageant directors are like, hey, okay, so we need you for this (laughs) this event tomorrow. And they're like, what? (laughs) We're in Boston. And then her parents gave up like their their like lives and really supported your career and they had thriving you know medicine medical careers like they had their hospital and um and they they were so busy with their stuff but they threw it into you and i wonder you know and it's 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 a little different like my parents grew up in a village with no running water like they were very very poor and so for them seeing me succeed was like a dream they never expected could even happen. Your parents were um, more affluent and more successful. And so I wondered how how they felt. And do you feel like they still had that kind of immigrant, like, oh my God, my daughter is going to be someone important and someone, you know, famous in our homeland. Like, was that some kind of driving force for them? I think for my parents, it was my ambition and what I wanted to do. So when this pageant thing happened and I won, the question was, do I go back to school? I was 18 and I started getting all of these movie offers. But in Chopra family fashion, we sat down and we talked about it. And my dad said, are you curious? Do you want to do this? And I said, you know what? I'm curious. You know, it's an opportunity that is absurd. Like who's a movie star? Who gets to act in movies? Like that's not normal. And who gets to win Miss World? That's not normal. And he said to me, he was like, so what are you worried about? I said, you know, taking a break for two years or a year takes a long time. He said, I don't want you to have any what ifs in your life. We are here to support your dream. We'll figure it out. Do you want to do it? And my dad, it was such a, I didn't even think about it at that time, what that sacrifice must have been like Mm -hmm. to say that, all right, I have a 17 year old kid. And she's going to be in this big, bad year world of entertainment. I don't trust that world of entertainment. One of us is going to be with her. Our careers are behind us. Hers is in front of her. And to give that much importance to my nascent dreams. I mean, I don't know what my parents were thinking. But I think my dad has always been my largest champion. Wherever I want to go, he always figured out ways to get me there. That's what he used to do for me. You know, he was that guy. I was like, Dad, I want, I don't know, Barbie when I was in, you know, first grade. And he said, if you get A's, you'll get Barbies. I got so many damn A's. He got me so many damn Barbies. You know what I'm saying? I love it. I love it. Yeah. So just always a champion. And, um, you know, I guess that allowed me to be able to think like that too. Yeah. Well, I loved, um, it was very perfectly placed, your tattoo on the cover of the book, Daddy's Little Girl. Um, And I know... um, I know he meant so much to you. And I feel like it's just, it was so cool to see even in the book, um, your empathy and your um, come to understanding that everyone gave up so much for you, right? Your empathy for your brother kind of just shocked me so much because here he is 11 and he's having to go live with people. You know, they dropped you off at seven and and the fact that you understood you were different people kind of blew me away. He's, we just inherently, our personalities are different people too. And this is, again, Maria, me now, you know, on the other side of 35, being smart enough or maybe mature enough to be able to see this. I couldn't see it 10 years ago, probably, mm-hmm. that, you know, we're different people and that we approach things differently and what his experience might have been because my life, you know, changed. So everyone else's life changed because my life changed. Like what happened to him? And it took me a really long time to get to that place, to think about it for him and I also to become friends, to be able to hang out um, and discuss all the things that we never talked about. Um, but, you know, it's it's a collective of 
I think being able to reflect, and that's what this book really did for me. It, it gave me the opportunity to really reflect on things that I never had the time to think about or the intention, honestly. I didn't want to deal with a lot of it. And just writing it, I came out on the other side feeling light and liberated and excited about not being afraid of all of those things anymore. Yeah. You know, for you, you're such an advocate for for women and and I know even in in your journey you've had to kind of stand up for yourself and you know even had to quit a movie that you felt was um kind of objectifying you not just as a character in the film what advice do you have for women to find that strength within them to be able to stand up for what they believe in um, without the fear of the repercussions. As a first-time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. <laughs> you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. <laughs> Bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. Well, it's not easy. I mean, when I did it at a very nascent time in my career, I walked out of the movie because of the way director spoke to me, but I didn't tell him why I walked out of the movie because I was scared. I was told, like most women are told, that we need to work within the system, you know? So we work within the system because otherwise you'll get a bad reputation, no one will want to work with you, or it's, you know, it's, it's scary to be able to stand up for yourself. But I think my question to myself at that point was, can I live with going to work every day and knowing this person looks at me like that? And it just became really simple that I knew the repercussions would be probably a bad reputation, maybe a few movies that would be taken away from me. And that may or may not have happened. But instead of focusing on the repercussions of something that made me feel bad about myself, I chose me. And then I pivoted and figured out another way of maybe getting another movie or, you know, trying in. I, there's no do or die when it comes to repercussions. Our lives are ever moving, ever transient, you know, especially right now. We're living in the age of information where you can be anything you want to be at any time you want to be, especially professionally. I feel like when people feel stuck because you're scared of repercussions, I think this is a time to be bold. This is a time to be brave. And if we don't take charge of our lives, no one else is going to be doing that for us. So we can't just sit and wait around for someone to make a change for you. You've got to be bold enough to take the, you know, be on the front foot. Sorry, that's a cricket reference, but you have to be on the front <laughs> foot to, to make your whatever you want happen for yourself. Yeah, there was actually a quote in here you were reminding me of. It was like Bruce Lee. Let me see one of my March pages here. Um, be like water. Be like water. Yeah. It was your dad was telling you yeah. um, to be like water. And I thought that was really cool because um, I've never heard that before. Um, it's like chapter two or something. Three. I'm not sure. But yeah, it was my dad's way of saying um, he basically tried to make moving an adventure for me when I was very young. Yeah. Um, you know, we moved every two years and I used to be like, oh my gosh, I have to, you know, give up my friends and I have to give up my school. And he said that, you know, every new place that you go to, you won't have the baggage of where you're coming from. No one's going to know what your life was. So you have a blank slate. You could be whoever you want. 
And I mean, that's a lot of power for a kid to be like, oh, okay, who do I want to be when I go to this new school? And it's, so I started having a sense of adventure about new things. But the water thing comes from being amiable, you know, being malleable, to be able to um, become like anything, just like water. Water can be as powerful as a waterfall, you know, crash into stones, break rocks. But at the same time, water can be as still as a teacup. It's just sitting there, still and giving you warmth. It can be anything and take the form of anything without changing who it is. So my dad told me, find out who you are and then just take the shape in, of your circumstances and your environments. And it was such an easy thing to do because then you're just like water and you're flowing, you know, you're not stuck. Yeah, I loved that. Um, when we earlier were talking about kind of standing up for yourself, I wondered, do you find a difference in standing up for yourself in India and in, in, in Bollywood movies and then in America? Do you find it more difficult to be like that here? I feel like it, it can be probably a little bit more challenging. I don't know. That's just my thought. I think generally standing up for yourself is challenging. I think, you know, the the gravity of the situation, of course, changes with every new situation. But standing up for yourself is daunting. And, you know, it's different in different cultures. It's different in different industries. It's different in different situations in your personal life. Sometimes you have to stand up for yourself in your professional life. You have to stand up for yourself. But the math of it is the same. The math of it is knowing what is it that you can live with. And what is it that you can't live with? It's really that simple. Like, can you live with feeling this way or are you going to do something about it? But if your fear is that by standing up for yourself in this situation, um, you're now going to be bad mouthed and blackballed in the business and all of that, how do you handle that? If that's, the, if that's on, the business you want to be By being on be the in. side of the truth and by actually, if you're going to stand up on if you're going to stand up for yourself, say, for example, publicly, then have to have the courage of conviction to back it up and double down and say, you know, this is the reason I stood up for myself and you tell me if I'm wrong. And instead of being a victim of people's opinions or of a victim of, you know, people sitting behind the anonymity of their computers and having an opinion, I think give credence to the people who matter. Like, is someone's bad mouthing going to affect your career? And if it is, nip it in the bud. And if it's not, then how do they matter anyway? As someone who's been a public person for a very long time, my job literally is to get critiqued, right? Like every single thing I create, my book, my movie, my performance, every single thing people consume and in two minutes they have an opinion about it. And by the byproduct of that, they have an opinion on me. Mm -hmm. But if I weighed myself under the burden of every Tom, Dick and Harry that had an opinion about who I am or the choices that I'm making, yep. there's no sanity. And I'd never be able to do my job because my job is not dependent on people's opinions of me. My job is dependent of your opinion of my work. So I bifurcate the two very easily. Oof. It doesn't matter to me what you think of me. We don't have to get married. We don't have to hang out. You just have to like my work or not like my work. I love that. I think that's such a great um, way to explain it. Um, your movie, by the way, just like your book, we loved White Tiger. Um, it was very um, like we were on the edge of our seats watching it. We were watching it here um, together mm. as a team. It was so good. What made you want to tell that story? You know, Maria, I'd read the novel. I'm a very avid reader. I love reading books, you know, especially topical new books that have just come out. And I had read it in um, 2008 or something when it had come out. And it was a Man Booker Prize winning novel. It was a New York Times bestseller. And when I heard, actually read on Twitter, by the way, that, um, that the movie was being remade, uh, the movie was being made, adapted for Netflix, I called my agents and I chased after the movie because I really did not want this story to become, to be put in a box that it was a genre film or that it was an independent movie. I wanted to be able to push it to being a mainstream 
movie. You know, um, I wanted to bring attention to it. I wanted to put my might behind it. And I called them and I offered my services as an executive producer because in Hollywood, we don't see enough enough people that look like me as leading ladies or as leading men in mainstream entertainment. And I'm not talking about the check in the box or of being playing an important character, but actually leading the narrative. And I wanted to be behind the helm of that. And um, thankfully, Netflix agreed. I got the job. And, you know, here we are now, the movie with an all Indian star cast shot in India by an Iranian man is the number one movie in the world in on the largest platform in the world. So it's historic to me and I'm so proud of it. And that was exactly the reason why I wanted to be be able to magnify this story because it's a great piece of entertainment. Mm-hmm. You know, it, like you said, it has a socioeconomic point of view, which I think all of us as privileged society need to be aware of and use in terms of self-reflection. You know, when is the last time we've driven past a homeless shelter and not looked at it or a homeless person and not um, looked at them? You know, we're desensitized to it. And that's why the book was so important and the movie is so important. But just also what it did, I think, just to me was very personal and very historic yeah it it was pretty cool i also loved how i mean i love gray characters you know i liked how you know the confusion of like who to feel bad for in different moments kind of happened and each all the characters are super gray you know even my character she's like so woke and she's like you know, you should pull yourself out of your circumstances. I hate the way they treat you. But when it's convenient, she's fine. What happened then yeah. to the conscience? And I love the humanity that is shown to each character that none of us are black or white. None of us can be perfect all the time. Yes. And it was a really hard-hitting, realistic depiction of human flaws, I felt. Yeah, that's what we loved about it, too. This is so cool. You know, we we talk about a lot of different topics here. And I think the last kind of thing I want to touch on with you is, um, is what kind of um, tools and strategies do you have for dealing with grief? I mean, I know that you lost your dad a couple of years ago, and that could not have been uh, an easy time for you. What what could you share with our audience to help them through? There's so many people going through so much right now. So much grief. I think two things is one, to allow yourself to feel it and, you know, forgive yourself for feeling it and not fight it. Um, what happens is the it's like quicksand. I feel grease, grief. The more you fight it, the more it keeps pulling you in. And I think take a couple of days to mourn and to feel grieved and a hundred percent most of the time when you've actually accessed that emotion and talked to someone about it whether that's a therapist whether that's a friend whether that's someone you take away the power of the grief then it just becomes a companion then it's hanging out with you some days it'll stay for dinner some days it won't even make an appearance Mm. you know Um, but to take away its power you have to walk through fire to be able to take away its power. At least that's what I did. I felt and I mourned and I went through that duration for a long time till I started talking to other people and I started minimizing the impact it had on me and the grip that it had on me. And then suddenly I was okay with it. It wasn't so scary anymore. Yeah. Um Everybody deals with it differently, but that definitely sounds like a great way to deal with it. Um, if you're going mean, to have for everyone, it's it. going to be so individual, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I have to also say um, I love that you got married in your country. We got married in Greece. We had a a very similar kind of um, vibe, massive big family wedding and so much fun and i wish oh, you, you guys. that was yeah that was the church my parents helped build in the village that we're from um amazing and and we invited the whole village we just we didn't have invites oh, it was like lovely. everyone just show up let's have a party you know that's how it is yeah yeah <laughs> and then we we have pictures of you guys 
Oh, that was such a fun time. When I look back on it, I'm like, I wish I could do it again and again. I bet you guys feel the same way. Honestly, it was just so perfect and just magical. And I don't think I'll ever experience that again. I know. It was crazy. And I wish I could do it over and over and over again. Well, I tell my husband we're in the middle of um, hopefully the final stages with our surrogate. And um, I said, when the babies come, we're just going to go back to the village and throw another party and baptize them there. So now we'll kind of have the same feeling again. <laughs> so That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. So when you and Nick start, uh, start the baby process, then you can do it too. Yeah, maybe then. You never know. But it'll just be different. There won't be as much partying, I think, which was a big part of our wedding, I which I think I would miss. <laughs> yeah. Well, th- there's always, you know people to help hold the babies and then we party (laughs) mom Mom, take the babies um (laughs) anyhow i wish you guys so much success and so much happiness and like i said if you ever need some sugar i'm just down the street now that i know we put out fires so if anything ever happens just call (laughs) um kyle's called us before thinking that there was uh an intruder on the property and we ran over there with like a machete and my German shepherd in the middle of the night. <laughs> I later thought wow. to myself, I'm like, looks like what were we going to do? <laughs> yeah, I was like, what were we thinking we were really going to do? But we just act. So if you ever need anything, um, we're here. And like I said, the book is called Unfinished. Uh, it's incredible. And I think every young girl should read this because you really give through your journey so much great advice on how to look at things differently and handle things differently right alongside with the human side of it you know you didn't shy away from you know um the struggles of it all which i loved and white tiger the white tiger on netflix uh is amazing and my husband after he saw it he goes man he goes just so good to see a good movie like it's just a really (laughs) good movie like he's like i just haven't had that in so long so Kev, if oh, your mic yay. is on, you can Thank say you something. So much, I just, yeah, no, I, I mean, I miss movies because of the theaters and the pandemic. And I feel like consumer behavior has switched over to either long form series or short, short form like TikTok and things like that. And I'm really frightened for the movie business because of it. I think you're in a great position because of your Bollywood and your international presence. But I think in the country here, you know, I, people are forgetting movies and I'm really concerned. And so when you see The White Tiger, Oh, it was just a wonderful, you know, two hour or less experience to be on that journey and to be in a different world, which is what I think some of the best movies bring us into those different worlds. And uh, yeah, I really do recommend it. Please, everybody see this mm-hmm. movie and support movies. I think everybody already did. That's but, the thing. Yeah, well, you know what? Well, <laughs> tell, so no, no, listen, there's so many eyeballs. Just watch there. it again. Tell, tell yeah. people, yeah, yeah, and watch it again. And I will watch it again. <laughs> and I had a question. Is w- Would you say that that was... Um, because I was, I thought it was almost based on a true story. It was so real. It felt real. No, even it's though fictional. I don't, okay. Everything is fictional in it. But would you say that that was, is that a somewhat accurate portrayal of life over there? I mean, look, every country has its, um, you know, ups and downs. I mean, I, I wouldn't say that the crazy things that happen in America as well are an accurate depiction, especially recently, what we've seen is right. an accurate de- depiction of the country, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so in the same way, I feel like obviously there can't be a generalization of what the country stands for, especially with India. It's such a diverse country that there's not one kind of India. You can spend your whole life sort of getting to know it and you still don't. But, um, you know, there is a sad reality for not just India, but for a lot of people around the world that live in, in extreme poverty. Um, and the, the vortex of the cycle of extreme poverty is almost, it's not human because you don't have basic human rights and needs and dignity. It, it strips you of your dignity because all you're trying to do is survive. And, and that's a hamster wheel, which is so hard to break. And, you know, people's births dictate, dictates their future sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I think that was what was so hard hitting in the movie because I've seen that happening in so many parts of the world which um, and so many countries, including America, you know, where you see the class disparity, especially right now after COVID in 2020, 
the difference between the haves and the have-nots has become so apparent. And I think that that's why the movie becomes so relevant and universal in its theme, because it's it's sort of a you know mirror into all of us looking at how we treat people in our lives that don't have yes. as much as we do. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's how I felt. You know, I looked at a few things in my own life differently when I saw this because it was that powerful. And that's why I asked that question. But yeah, it uh, the anyway, I'm like blown away. I'm getting the rap sign because I, I could talk about this movie yeah, forever. Yeah, I'm like, she's got to go. She's the got White Tiger interview. is a phenomenal movie. Mm-hmm. You are a phenomenal actress as well. I mean, oh, like I said to Maria, so like, wow. Yeah, 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 he did. He's uh, Yeah, yep. as well as your co-stars, you know, really. It was amazing. This, yeah. Yeah. Really great it. film and great filmmaker and congratulations on it. All right, Priyanka, thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you, Priyanka. Have a great rest of your oh, press you, day and um, we'll see you in the hood sometime. <laughs> Yes, for sure. Okay. If I ever come Bye. back. Yeah, right? <laughs> All right. Thanks. Bye, guys. Bye. Well, there we go. There we go. She's awesome. I, I was telling Jeff, like, just right at the right from the get-go, it's like she has such a good energy. Just as, like, such a calm presence. I'm like, she's going to be such a good mom. Like, so calming, so, like, classy. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. she was, she's really special. She's like there's so much self-assurance. That's what, you know, mm-hmm. you see certain people who just feel so comfortable with themselves. Uh-huh. It's, yeah. I think it's very attractive quality. It's something I'm trying to work on with myself. And I feel like the way she speaks and the, like, kind of themes she focuses on really point to her being very okay with who she is. And I feel like that is such a yeah. great beacon for us to look for as we continue to develop in our Jeff, life. everyone I see on Instagram, all my Instagram stars are very okay with themselves. They're so okay. But you know, I, that's no, why I said I feel like every right. girl, sh- young girl should read this Agreed. because yeah. there are so many um, challenges that a young girl faces yeah. and you can derive a lot of strength from what she can teach you in this book. So the book is called Unfinished. It's out February 9th, wherever books are sold. You can go to unfinishedbypriyanka.com We'll put that link in the summary. And of course, The White Tiger is out on Netflix now. In the meantime, if you haven't um, followed us uh, on Instagram, please do. Kelsey's trying to get us to 10,000. And if you haven't joined us on Patreon, uh, the RSVP is coming out today for our Cindy Dale Heart Chakra opening workshop that I know you guys are going to love. So check that out for another prestigious actor turn memoirist. Uh, check out my convo mm-hmm. with Matthew McConaughey. He's episode number 197, packed with full, packed full of amazing stories and some equally incredible advice. And uh, tomorrow we're going to be featuring actor, writer, director Megan Good about how she's managed to stand up for her faith in an industry that minimalizes spirituality sometimes. Uh, follow us at Better Together with Maria, at Priyanka Chopra, at Jeffrey Crangram, at Kels Meyer too. And remember, be nice people, make good choices, and be present. Hey, Heal Squad. We have been on quite the journey together, and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it, and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heal Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heal events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heal Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much, and we love doing this thing called life with you.